What's up, y'all? This is Shmeev here. Um, you know, normally I'd have an intro for this, but, you know, this is however many Rida's albums in. There's only so many jokes I can do where I'm goofing on the fake gangster bit. Like, I can't, I can't keep this up forever. Uh, I had one for a second where I was gonna, like, I was kind of making a joke about how, like, their their uniform is almost like just, like, casual Friday wear, but with bandanas. But I, cu- I couldn't really work it in there. Um, it was it was unwieldy. I didn't think people would get it because it's just, it was kind of, it's too far removed and all that stuff. But what I do have for you today is an announcement that uh, on Wednesday... On Wednesday, we are going to be dropping the first of our uh, Patreon song request things. Uh, so our patrons, $10 and up, get to uh, request songs every month um, that for us to cover. Just one song by, by anybody. It can be... Let me, let me be very clear here. It can be by anybody. It does not, does not have to be a Juggalo artist. It can be by anybody. And we will cover that, uh, you know. And we're gonna we're gonna draw three of them per run that we do. Originally, I was saying that it was gonna be once per month, but I guess we're just gonna do it um, after each episode release. Uh, we will we will have uh, another three up if we have them, because again, uh, we're only having people do one per one request per month. Because if we get enough, I don't want overwhelmed by however many we're gonna have. So we're only gonna be drawing three per per run of it, but you know that. Whatever. You understand. It's, it's written down somewhere. But uh, the first one of those is going to come out on Wednesday. And uh, likely what we're going to do is finally open up a, a YouTube page for that and just put the audio on there because I won't have any of the songs going for that. So we don't really have to worry about takedowns and stuff. But it's also definitely going to be uploaded on the Patreon in a free post. So anybody's able to look at that. It's not going to be limited to just the people who were able to make the requests. Uh, this, 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 all this content, all this content for everybody. Uh, so that's going to be out on Wednesday in, in one of those forms. We'll have a note for it somewhere. Uh, you know, our social meds, you know where to look. Uh, we'll tell you at the end of this episode. Um, and just, just for, uh, a, a, a real quick background on why we're not going to upload them as podcast episodes is because, um, recently we had a bunch of our episodes drop off, uh, the beginning like the the first episode started dropping off on some of the other uh podcast places and uh we changed the setting for that so basically what happened was after we hit 100 it started chopping them off the beginning um because it'll only keep a concurrent 100 going but we changed that setting so it's up to like three or four hundred now but eventually it's going to run out there is no podcast distributor on this earth right now that will continue pushing all of our episodes except the one that we host on, which is Podbean. So everything will always be available there. But in the future, eventually stuff will start dropping off the beginning uh, on other distributors. So you won't be able to hear it there. But that's a problem for the future. But that's why we're doing this. We're going to try and put that off as long as possible by, you know, putting side content elsewhere. Mic checks are still going up on here, but that's, you know, that's cool. Whatever. So that's what's going on. And uh, look out for that on Wednesday, the Wednesday after you hear this. I'm recording this on Sunday before this goes out. Uh, 
with all that said, enjoy this episode. And, uh, you know, listener discretion is advised. It's the fucking vibe is Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Juggalos, Juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and Sleepy Schmeave. Oh, it's it's Sleepy Schmeave. It's a wild Sleepy Schmeave. Ooh, I need that in my collection. Right next to Bashful Schmeave. <laughs> Throw a ball at it. See if you can it's catch the, it. It's the, it's the last one I need. Oh no, it broke out. <laughs> Sleepy Schmeave cannot be tamed. <laughs> you don't have enough badges! <laughs> they just stay in the Pokeballs, they just won't listen to you. That's how that do. I'm a new breed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Built different. <laughs> <laughs> If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you are already on this journey that we've been on for a while and decided to come back, welcome back. Back. (laughs) Shmeev, how are you doing today? Uh, Aside from being sleepy, Shmeev. Okay. Okay. You know. Sleepy. One one could say I'm going through it. Um... (laughs) But I, I did have a very, very good good evening uh, on Friday, just a mere two days ago. Yes, uh, you, was... you had your concert. Yeah. The, the Four-Eyed Horseman tour uh, blew through the Pittsburgh area, uh, came to a nice little place in New Kensington, the uh, Preserving Underground. And it's just like... I think it was a church. We that's what we use old churches for now is concert venues. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was, that was that was altar bar. Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> but yeah, it was just <laughs> down in the basement. It was a small area. Not a lot of people were there. Um, and I mean, that's a because it's small, but also because like first off, they had um, the initial thing was that the tour like. The people on the tour were like, yeah, we're going to be requiring Vax cards and masks for every show that we do. And I'm like, I love these guys. Uh, <laughs> but then literally a week before the show, the venue was like, we're going to require like a negative test for this. I didn't know that until Wednesday, two days before the show, because that's when I bought my ticket. So I didn't see any updates until I decided to buy my ticket. And I was like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> I got to Rite Aid the next day to do a test, to do a rapid test because you, they are like scheduled the fuck out. Um, like you can't really get a lot of same days right now. Oh, um, they never got back to me in time. They got back to me on Saturday morning, <laughs> which is a little bit late <laughs> for my test. So the day of the show. Um, I, I'm heading out and I'm like, A, I have to drive pretty far. New Kensington is a little ways away. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, I need to get a home test <laughs> and take that and do that. <laughs> so I managed to, I had to like sit there and look online to find stores that had them in stock because those are also out of stock. But 
that's cool that the venue would accept a home test though. Yeah, Cause I've uh, seen some places not accept them. Yeah. I did a, I did like, a check with, um, the, the like the, the promoter, our local promoter, Drewski entertainment, who is okay. Oh. <laughs> They're all yeah. right. Um, no, they, I, I did a, I, I shot off an email to it and I was like, Hey, can we do this? And also how do we verify it? And they were like, just bring it. I'm like, all right, so I'm sitting out in the, I'm sitting literally right across the street from the venue, street parking right outside it, open. There you open go. Open for free, nothing to it. Hell's yeah. Shoving a swab up my nose and just tears pouring out of my eyes because I don't know if you've ever had to do one of those. Man, I did actually. <laughs> they they, um, they get the nose and eyes running. I'll I'll tell you my story after after you're done with yours. Uh, that was about it. Uh, I went there and I saw. Uh, MC front a lot who fucking rules and we talk about it on this show all the time MC front a lot storytelling is just fucking impeccable MC Lars who is very fun wholesome guy I think one of my favorite things was at least two times throughout the night him well okay he restarted a song like six times well not restarted he stopped a song like six times to just like start talking about something completely unrelated to it. Like he would just like pause and be like, Hey, so you guys know, like, <laughs> and then he would start it up at the same spot that he stopped it and just That's carry cool. on. Like he, he doesn't have like his tracks aren't like full, um, like vocal backing tracks, but I think he just has like, a, like reference lines from time to time in them or like, you know, double lines, doubled vocals for him to you know work with live so he knows where he's at at all times whenever he does stupid shit like this but he was great but he also he also um several times stopped mid-line to say i'm glad i changed that line because <laughs> like he had a line where he, he stopped and instead of saying what it originally was he was like i respect women i'm glad i changed that line <laughs> you awesome. know he had a past <laughs> then mega ran <laughs> I love Megaran. Always love Megaran. Me Megaran, uh, Juggalo Judgment alumni. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then uh, uh, topped it off with Schaefer the Dark Lord, who is just really fucking good. The man is amazing on the mic. He did, uh, okay, so uh, during Megaran's set, he invited Schaefer up, and uh, everybody invited Schaefer up once, at least once, actually, because they also had a little electronic drum kit, and Schaefer plays drums and will rap while he plays drums. Uh, That's dope. <laughs> it is really cool. But uh, they did their song that they did for AEW's Fighter Fest. Oh shit! I did not know that Schaefer was on that, uh, but he was. Uh, the one of the jokes that Mega Ram brought up was uh, they they they've both talked to Kenny Omega before because Kenny Omega asked them specifically to do that, and uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> Mega Ram was just like he, Kenny Omega was like, "How'd you get Eminem on the track?" <laughs> and Schaefer was like, "From Kenny Omega, I'll allow it." <laughs> <laughs> nice, but yeah, that was it. Was a great show, a lot of fun. That's cool. Lots of merch that I got. Yeah, and you picked me up a Black Materia, which I was very, very happy for. Yeah, yours has much I, crisper I, art on it. Mine seems, was, <laughs> seems a little misprinted. Which means that'll be worth some money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I uh, also similarly went to a show recently. You did. Um, which you can hear all the details about in my, uh, well, at this point, it would be the second most recent 
uh, mic check. If you check the mic check from uh, October 17th, um, you get my details on the Twisted show that I went to. I had a fucking blast. Um, yeah, if you want to hear about this first... anti-Juggalo show that he went to, unlike yeah, mine, exactly. with, yeah. a, with a lasting gathering alumni who does not <laughs> disown his past. Shut the fuck up! You're an asshole. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it was my first concert in almost two full years. It was literally three weeks shy of two full years. I had a fucking blast. And then uh, I also uh, went to get a COVID test. I did go. I went to Rite Aid and I went to the drive-thru and they're like, okay, well, this is what you're going to do. And they little like put the thing through. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're going to do this and da, da, da. Now, I don't know if maybe I didn't, you know, swab hard enough, but like it didn't bother me that much. I had to sneeze when I was doing my uh, my test. Interesting. Um, But they also they were also like, yeah, uh, typically takes two to five days. It could take up to a week, though. OK, fine. They gave me my results the next fucking day. Yeah, I wish they would have done that for me. <laughs> Which I was like, <laughs> oh, OK, cool. I guess I'm all right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's how that went. I did that after the show. But that is because, admittedly, I did not I, – I had my mask with me, did not have it on at the show hmm. um, against better judgment. And I and I will flat out say that. Um, you showed poor Juggalo judgment. I did. I showed poor Juggalo judgment. Um, and that was a risk that I took um, that thankfully I was – fine um at the end of it uh that said don't 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 do like i did (laughs) um don't be a fool on the plus side wrap your tool meaning your mouth (laughs) oh my god um on the plus side i have not seen any um any cases spring up from that show which i'm very very relieved for because i mean guys we remember that there were cases popping up after the gathering cases popping up after astronomicon oh yeah um, like, guys, please get vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> just please, please. Also, since these were just within reach of me, um, just, just as one little final note to, to, to my good time, uh, mm-hmm. one of the pieces of merch that they had there was a set of official Tops trading cards with all of the members of the tour, which That's I picked cool up as shit. and got signed. That's fucking cool. <laughs> That's dope as hell. <laughs> MC Lars is, has a typo on it. <laughs> Again, worth a lot of money. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I think all of them have a typo. I think that's a production issue. That's cool, though. But if they that's do a cool. second, li- if they do a second run of them and they fix it, mm. then that's a lot of money. <laughs> then it's worth like five dollars a card. Yeah. Well, they, no, these were five dollars a card. <laughs> Five fifty, <laughs> and they even came in like the little binder page thing. Like they 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 gave me this binder oh, page that's, with them. That's classy. Yeah, that's classy. Well, unfortunately, we have to move away from nerdcore. We regret and move into other nerdcore. <laughs> uh, we're, we're moving into like poser core, poser core. <laughs> Shmeev, what are we discussing today? My regret. Um, <laughs> so, yesterday, yesterday I was I was chatting with a friend of the show, Scott. Ah, uh, you know, runner of 
uh, what what did what did Mike and Steve drink on Juggler Judgment? Uh, what did Steve Mike drink? Blogspot.com. We'll get there. <laughs> you, you know, we it. need Chuck to help. You all know. Uh, and I told him what we were doing today. And he just kind of sighed with me because <laughs> we both know. We are doing Psychopathic Riders, Duck the Fuck Down. Duck the Fuck Down, released in 2007. I believe this was first uh, available at the gathering of the Juggalos. Um, this is actually one of the first ones that I personally picked up. Hmm. Uh, that f- that coming uh, Christmas, I had been given <laughs> a uh, like a Visa gift card for fifty dollars, and I bought this dumping and riding dirte from Hatchigear, and it cost forty nine dollars. <laughs> so I had one dollar left on this Visa debit card for like a year or something like that you could have bought one of them you couldn't you couldn't get check your shit in bitch at the time uh so yes the riders are back after a three-year hiatus the last time we had them was check your shit in bitch and the limited ep uh from the gathering in 04 and we have a slightly different uh selection of riders this time as you remember uh Isham and ABK uh, departed from Psychopathic in the beginning of 2006. So we don't have Converse or um, Sawed Off as members anymore. I, again, forgot that we ever had Converse on a thing. Because I had thought I I was I was really I was really hitting the depths of of listening to this and I was like we still have more of these to go, and I know this because we haven't heard Lil Shoe on anything yet. And, that, and because I did not remember that we have, in fact, heard Small Footwear on a previous, the last Riders thing that we did, in fact. But And yet, even, even with me being wrong about that, we still do, in fact, have more Riders to go after this. I'm just, this is... <laughs> As long as we have breaks. <laughs> so we, again, no longer have Converse or Sawed Off, but we have a new rider. Boondocks taking up the mantle. Young Dirt. Baby Soil. Ba- <laughs> and given that Boondocks originally, before he took up, the persona of boondocks and the scarecrow thing did kind of like gangster style music. Uh, originally whenever band? it was in, what's that? Wasn't he in a metal band? <laughs> he did. He was in a metal band before. And then he was, uh, with this group called. Shit. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I, uh, I looked into that. He played bass oh. in a metal band. Huh. So I thought it, I, I didn't think he was a vocalist, but I wasn't sure what it was. He played bass guitar. Hmm. Anyways. Um, Prior to signing with Psychopathic, he was involved in this group called Southern Hustlers Incorporated, SHI. And it was kind of, you know, just just thuggery-type rap. So originally, and that was when he had his uh, turncoat dirty um, as, his, as his name. And I think that there were a lot of people who were wondering if he was going to just take that name and use it again. Um, 
whether he couldn't or just decided to distance himself from that and take a new name. Um, but keep it on Twitter. Well, he didn't. He wasn't going by that on Twitter at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was just Boondocks or, or Boondocks the Scarecrow. Um, so, yeah, we have Young Dirt, which kind of fit with a lot of rappers at that time. You know, we had many Lils and Youngs. Young Thug. Uh, cropping up young so jock. uh yeah young jock was one that i was i was thinking of young jeezy oh yeah there's another one although i think young is spelled the same way as young jock yes yeah. which i think is how young jock is but but young thug for sure he, he was a youthful thug yes indeed yeah. <laughs> not whatever the other spelling means <laughs> there's um, there are two different cover arts um, for the album. And the most common one that I tend to see is the one that has like, it's all the riders with like a, a blue night sky background. Um, if you take out the insert, which is literally just one insert and you flip it, it's a slightly different art with a red background. That's actually how I got the CD is they had that as the main cover. And I'm like, well, I don't like that one as good. I like the other one better. Now, the Rida albums that we have discussed so far, we started off fairly like, okay, we know these guys are kind of goofing, and we kind of get what they're doing, but they're also like kind of in a weird way paying homage to some of this older style of rap. I guess. But kind of from Check Your Shit In Bitch... From that point on, it doesn't seem like they focus on nearly as much of the humor that they kind of started with. Yeah. And it's almost like they're really trying to take this seriously and also intend for us to do so as well. I don't know if that really works. <laughs> um, for, for those who um, may not also listen to uh, our, our friend's podcast... But ICP with We recently covered uh, Check Your Shit In, Bitch, and the limited edition EP. And they had so little to discuss about it. Felt the exhaustion. Because the joke has kind of run out. And now it's just like, okay, is it just because, oh, well, we haven't done Riders in a couple years. Let's do another one. Yeah. It's almost as if maybe these albums should have been spread out more. I don't know. The reason why this one stands out for me, not necessarily in a good way or a bad way, is because there's more songs on here where I've heard the instrumentals ahead of time. Um, and to be completely honest, I feel like that's what we're going to be discussing more <laughs> than the actual content of the songs. Yeah, I don't know how many of these I actually do know, like the original tracks to, but mm -hmm. some of them sound familiar. At the very least, my brain hits them and it's like, yeah, even if you don't know this, you kind of, you know, you remember the sound of this. Yeah. And, you know, and you, I you've heard have... a song that was from this era doing this thing. Yeah. I do have the list of all of the songs uh, and the samples that they uh, that they jacked. Nice. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll mention those uh, after we do our little samples. But before we do that. Yeah. We, we have to do that thing that for some reason we have decided we need to do. Every episode. Yeah. 
It's been like 71 episodes at this, this is, point. This is I episode believe. 71 that we are recording right now. I think. No, it's not. It's 72 or something. <laughs> it is 72 because we, we have go. another one that's already in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, crack open. <laughs> what do you got? What? I have been so thrilled. There is a store at the mall that is less refined than Walmart. Rural King. We'll just say that. It's called Rural King. Rural King. Rural King. <laughs> and I was there. I can't remember what I was looking for. I think I might have just been looking for, because they used to carry 12 packs of Fago. They don't seem to really do that anymore. But they have a cooler with Fago now. Hey. And now I have somewhere that I can consistently go to and pick up some motherfucking rock and rye. Oh, damn. I have been drinking so much fucking rock and rye the last couple of weeks. You have no idea. Um, unfortunately, the last I've, I've literally picked up Fago from this rural king three times now. They have not replenished the rock and rye that I have bought. So they need to get their shit together and do so. Because nowhere else has it right now. But I've been saving this last rock and rye for over a week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just, just waiting. Because <laughs> if there's going to be anything good about this episode, it's my goddamn choice in Fago. <laughs> what about you, bud? Mike, I have no interest in or respect for the riders, so I stole one of your hard strawberry lemonades. <laughs> <laughs> Crack them this, open. this this is a this this is a straight edge podcast. You have broken this like three times now. Yep. Three or four I was, times. I was gonna say if you're gonna go this, this isn't the first time I've done this. And I I, one of the first times I think the first time I did it, it's on dumping. Oh my god. Let's crack these bitches open. Yeah. I don't know if that was properly sealed. Whatever. I'll survive. Oh, my God. That is good. I love rock and rye. It's so fucking good. All right. Track one, the lineup. This is an intro. It is. Uh, and it's the typical fare that we've gotten from the last couple of Riders albums where they're basically just introducing themselves. Yeah. And I think this might be my favorite one. I like it. It's pretty good. It, yeah. Um, real quick to get it out of the way, the instrumental is Number One Stunna by Big Timers, Lack, Juvenile, and Lil Wayne. Big Timers? Damn. Yeah, rich, bitch. The fucking Big Timers. So... Yeah, they all introduce themselves. They do. They're 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 threatening a person <laughs> who is who, belie- who, who is being told that they, you know, aren't Can't able to be him. seen. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think number three is is our new guy. Let's 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 see. There he is. I feel like Boondocks decided I really, really gotta go all out on this fucking record. Yeah, yeah you can't, uh, just, just gotta go for it. 
Number five, come toward the glass. I'm guessing that is, again, as usual, Jamie Madrox is the guy identifying people in the lineup. I think this is a bad idea. Number six. Sounds yes. very much like him. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, proposed, I guess, policeman or detective, that's Violent Jack. Yeah, that's what I figured. And your motherfucking neighbors. All I'm going to say is I heard that voice, but I mean, are they supposed to have guns? Duck the fuck down! Back to kill the shit. instrumental for this was put you on the game by the game i actually have the album that this song is on but i've never listened to it (laughs) it's on on, now uh potentially it's not a bad instrumental i could be wrong but i think it might be dr dre because i think that he produced most of um the game's first album i don't i don't know a whole a lot about the game in general or like really i know i know some dr dre but i mean dr dre is kind of like prolific Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to like nail down a specific style it has because this definitely isn't like you know Dr. Dre Dr. Dre production, but it is like this this has that same sound of like you know your your Fifty Cents and stuff of that era that he I believe also produced. Uh, I can't remember. I'm I might be wrong. Um, let me let me double check. Uh, this was the documentary. Does it show me? Oh, I figured. It I mean, this is this is actually three years after, you know, the, the the Dr. Dre production for Fifty Cent that I would be thinking of of your Get Rich or Die Trying because they already stole that one on their last album. Yeah, that is true. That is a hundred percent true. <laughs> but you know, for, it's it's uh, within it, it's within a, a a it's it's within the era still. We're still uh, in the two thousands. So let's see. Um, this production uh put you on the game where's it at where's it at where's it at uh actually this was a timbaland timbaland produced this okay i don't like timbaland's not somebody that i could be like hear something and immediately think oh yes that is timbaland i don't have any frame of reference whatsoever exactly so that's the thing i these days there's only like one producer that i could be like I could never hear the song before. You play, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh, it's blank person," mm. and that is DJ Mustard. Um, he does. Uh, he's typically a West Coast style producer. Um, and I'll just have to send you some songs um, that he does, but they all have a similar style, and I just I love his production. It's really fucking good. Um, killing shit though. Yeah. 
it's an all right opener. Mm, yeah. It, it, it's going to give us pretty much what we're going to hear for the majority of this album. <laughs> Everybody here knows knows what they're doing now. They're not doing, we're not like having identity crises where some people are still trying to be clowns or whatever. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just guns and murder. Yeah. Uh, That's, it, it's, it, it does not really deviate from that on this record, probably more than any of the other ones we've come, come across yet. Yeah. I, I believe it's Boondocks who, uh, has a line where he says something about his nine millimeters set on distribution, which I was like, that's, that's an all right line. That's a pretty cool line. Yeah. Like I said, I think I'll say this now. I think that that young dirt, um, is one of the most consistent people on this record. More often than not, it's typically, um, the members of twisted and blaze. Mm -hmm. Um, and then ICP are kind of just, yeah, we're here too. (laughs) (laughs) um but boondocks i think really is like yeah they want me to be in this group i'm gonna fucking give it like my all um i think it shows more in some other songs but we'll get there when we get there (laughs) um but yeah this is not a bad track to open with the instrumental is a cool song for them to have taken um because there there's a interesting selection of of some beats stolen on this one i feel like every album kind of has that has like one or two random where you're like are you really this one Uh, okay you know i mean they took they took a reggae song and and made it into a gangster song what what can you do i mean that was pretty much top tier (laughs) they they also love uh, that track i don't fucking care they, they also end uh this track with uh jay shouting out all of their albums Oh, I didn't even realize that. What? You didn't, I, I you don't didn't know realize how how didn't. the fucking ham-fisted album titles that he throws in at the end? Are you let serious? Me, no, you know, I'm just going to skip to it. I'm going to skip to it. Say, he didn't randomly say a limited edition EP, though. I wish he would have. I, 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 w- I wish he really would have just, like, gone for it. <laughs> if only. If only. But, yeah, that's. I think that's what we got for killing shit. Yeah, it's, uh, that's all there is to it. Uh, let's carry on to track three. Black Trucks. Shoot through the windshield with two blocks. 
instrumental was Bing Bing Bam Bam by Tugutta and Jim Jones. Interesting. I only know, I think, one song by Jim Jones. And that's, uh, what is it? We Fly High. I think that's a Jim Jones song. Is it? Yeah, that we fly high. I, mean, I know what you're talking no about. Lie, I just didn't. You know the ballin'. I thought that was by like somebody whose name I would recognize. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We fly high. Is that isn't that Jim Jones? I don't fucking know. Yes, it is. Okay, Jim Jones. Cool. Yeah, I I, I don't remember. But I don't know this song. I just know um, the track. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> right, right. I'm curious if this is from the same album though. Um, uh, it's not. So I have no idea. Oh, wait a minute. It's it's too gutta. Uh, it's his song. So oh. is this a person that I can look up? No, it's not. They're not on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless it was from the prior album on Jim Jones's record. It's not. What about 2004? <laughs> okay, I have no clue where this fucking song came from. <laughs> But that's well, what it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, w- one thing that's remained consistent throughout uh, the, the Riders' existence is there's there's only one vehicle for the Riders, and it's a black truck. Why did it take four fucking records for them to have a song about black trucks? They've always had songs about black trucks, Mike. They no, 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 no. This is a song dedicated to black trucks. Yeah. Exclusively. Why did it take four albums? Man. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of frustrating, really. Is it? Cause, yeah, because it's really showing that there's no fucking depth to the riders. <laughs> it didn't take this. <laughs> that was done already, Mike. <laughs> really? Where? When? By the end of Dumpin'. <laughs> about like three tracks into dumping if i'm being right <laughs> well excuse me and they got like their they, they they each take like a little little pimp my ride verse talk about how cool their car is and and then they talk about all of the vehicles that they will not be found in not in a, not in an ambulance. Nah, <laughs> I love the way he says that. Oh yeah, ambulance. Young Dirt says uh, he he says that he's not uh, pedaling on a ten speed. <laughs> uh, which, if I remember correctly, um, wasn't it on a prior album where? Who was it? Somebody said they would do a ride by with no with no handlebars. I don't know, man. Don't don't expect me to remember. Was that a ride a song or was it not a ride a song? Oh, never mind. That was I was I was thinking of the song uh Etched Out, which was a Blaze song. <laughs> where he see he said uh he'd do a ride by on a haro with no handlebars. Huh. Well, Man, uh, it's really rough whenever you have a guy who's a dead gangster also do, <laughs> doing gangster music and different, yeah, <laughs> with different persona. <laughs> it's a real but shame. But anyways, Black—he's—he's he's better at it under his real name. 
<laughs> well, it's not even that he's necessarily like bad out of here or anything like that. It's just, uh, it's just not. It's just riders. It's not fun. It's, it's just, it's just riders. <laughs> that's all. It's not the thing that I'm that I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, this one, it, it's it's all right. This is not. This is just a another standard riders track. Which I feel is going to be said very consistently on yep. this album. This, this is a ride. It's about black trucks, guys. Yeah. Hey, you know what else the rides are all about? What? Bandanas. Riders! Throw that bandana song! Some blue, some black, some white, some red. This was Why We Thugs by Ice Cube. Oh. And this is actually one that I did hear beforehand. Um, I'm not sure how, because I don't know if Why We Thugs was like a single or anything. But I know I had heard it at some point prior to um, the Riders song. Um, I love this instrumental. I really fucking That's do. That's a good one. Um, so, yeah. It... If you look at any pictures of psychopathic riders, they're always wearing uh, flannels, uh, flannel shirts. They're yeah. wearing black khakis. Yeah. And they are covered in bandanas. Mm-hmm. Like, they got bandanas on their wrists, all over their face. Like, yep. you can't see nothing on them. No. So after four albums, we have to have a song about bandanas. Uh-huh. This song came up in Aaron and Eric's Discord last week. Did it? Yes, because I was arguing with um, everyone. Who was it I was arguing with? It was at least two people because the chorus, um, someone got the, the colors wrong. They said they, they, they literally like copied the, the words. And they said, some blue, some black, some white, some red. And I was just like, um, actually, that third color is gray. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, the fuck it is. Because this is one of the few times where they decide that they actually want to rhyme with each other. Because the next line, riders rock tags till the day that they dead. 
day is literally on the same beat as gray. Oh, nice. A little in, inner. It's, it's, it's actually, it has to be gray. And then I can't remember who it was, like, listened to it. I think Dustin was like, no, it's, it's totally white. And I'm like, you're all fucking wrong. I tried asking Boondocks on Twitter. They did not reply. <laughs> very sad. Oh, God. Um, Young Dirt, though, has one of my favorite verses in any Rida song ever. I fucking love his verse. He goes hard. Rapping about bandanas. <laughs> I love it. I, I love I, this song. I legit love this song. I, I did say this before, that, that Boondocks is significantly more convincing cosplaying a a gangster than a southerner even though he is in fact a southerner <laughs> oh yeah dustin was like but he's actually from the south yeah. it's like and <laughs> that's that's it like i didn't have anything to say about this besides they wear them yeah. I, saw, I saw your list there it no, is i <clears throat> I really like this song. I think that actually everybody has a very consistent verse on here. You know, I think that even even Bullet is okay. Good. You, <laughs> you took the prompt of bandanas and you stuck with it. You you made it work. You understand <clears throat> what what a bandana is, what it's for. How you wear it. And there you go. You I also want to point out that I think this is the part on Genius that is like really starting to lack on here, because um, it literally only goes yeah, is to. It, is it this part to, that to starts to lack, or is it, or is it the entirety of the rest of the album that's missing? This album is so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> that was another thing I was going to point out. I, I mentioned it um, to Shmi when we were listening. Is it? <laughs> at one point, it shows that full clip is saying the n-word which he doesn't in songs no and that's th no that's a no so whoever <laughs> thought that he said that like you're wrong but this also cuts off right after young dirt's verse like there's nothing else <laughs> it's sad it's very sad um but yeah i i love this song like this is legit one of my favorite Rida songs like in general so so, all right. Yeah. And they took a cool fucking beat. Yeah. Track five. But I think we can move on. Duck the fuck down.
beat for this was everybody know me by boys in the hood hmm. i don't know that one it's a pretty hype beat though it's pretty solid um this has the distinction of being the only ride song to have a music video to it really yeah oh. it's it's pretty bad well <laughs> it's, it's literally the ride is dressed up in front of a green screen <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's, it's so fucking bad. <laughs> it makes me sad that it's the only fucking Riders like video that they've ever done. <laughs> they could have done something so fucking cool with it. It's just them. Like, but that wouldn't be consistent, Mike. I know. <laughs> I just want something better. I want more. <laughs> Don't go to Riders from- for it. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually a pretty good track, though. It's a good title it's track. As, as title tracks go, this is one of the good ones. Mm, actually, based on the ones that we've had so far... Dumpin' was good. So was Rod and Dirty. I think I, that those are better than this. I don't know about that. <laughs> but I don't remember it. Rod and Dirty? So I don't really care. That was that was the, the one that took Shaggy's beat. Yeah. The, so one, good. the one that if I was to listen to it, I would just be like, so oh, good. that other song that I could be listening to. And I'd go listen to that <laughs> instead. Oh, you mean the entirety of all Ryder's albums? <laughs> well, no, because, you know, this one, again, I don't know this one. And neither do you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, but. Like, I, I like don't have a reason to tricks, go listen better. to... I don't have a reason to listen to the riders in general, but, like, if I found <laughs> myself doing so, I don't really have a good reason to listen to Ride and Dirty. There's no excuse for that. It's <laughs> because like, it's, it's, it's a hype song. It's whatever. <laughs> Shaggy was like, oh, man, these guys took my song and made it better. <laughs> Anyways, duck the fuck down. Anyway, Madrox says dumping heli slugs turning thugs into angels, and I was like, that was that was a pretty cool line. That's a pretty cool line. It's a pretty cool line. Good shit. Again, Madrox and, and Monoxide are very consistent on on these records. Like they 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 just click for them. But they've also now have they got young dirt who's like, Yeah, I'm taking the title of Best Rider, and they're like, No, no, no. That's <laughs> We must be way more. Be- we must be way more better. A but, fight to yeah. the top of the bottom. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, because this, Mike, this hard strawberry lemonade that I stole from you is uh, it does it doesn't it's not good. I ran downstairs and I got myself uh, Mountain Dew instead. Oh well, there you go. But f- mid episode crack Mountain Dew. <laughs> fuck um, the riders. This is a. This is also. Um, a point where I notice that full clip is really offbeat on a lot of this album, Mike. like more than ever on prior prior Riders' album. He's clearly doing a thing. 
Like I hear is what he, he's doing and I know what he's doing. I know exactly he, what he's doing. Or is he just drunk? No. Okay. I mean, he might be drunk, but it's not the reason why he's rapping the way that he is. I don't know. You can clearly hear him. He is shifting between like a very standard on beat rapping style and then times whenever he's just spitting a free form flow. He's doing both of those interchangeably, Mike. It, it just irks me. Yeah, I know. You're you're irked by people who try interesting things in rap. <laughs> yeah, I need, I'm a basic bitch. Just give me my simple cadences. <laughs> or chop tour. I don't understand what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> just, just rap about rapping. It'll be okay. <laughs> um, but Mike, but Mike yeah. even in rapping about rapping, even in rapping about rapping, Rand takes a break <laughs> to rap off beat intentionally which he also <laughs> likes to do in his music in general he ha he likes to he likes to flow a bit behind the beat <laughs> it's fun oh, it, it hurts it hurts me you can just it, talk it really... a whole bar and sound fly you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> uh all right there's nothing else to say about this track nope let's move on hang on a minute let me readjust something ah okay track six somebody's getting shot <laughs> For this, I just looked this up, is White Girl by USDA. Uh, USDA is United Street Dope Boys of America and uh, consisted of members Young Jeezy, Slick Pulla, and Blood Raw. What's interesting is um, Young Jeezy was also in Boys in the Hood. Oh. Huh. Which, uh, I also didn't notice this. Uh, Boys in the Hood uh, had Jeezy, Jody Breeze, Gorilla Zoe, who I've heard of, mm -hmm. Big G, and Big Duke. Um, so, yeah, that was that's very interesting. Two, uh, two songs that had 
Young Jeezy on them. Huh. Back to back. Well, there you go. I think, um, given the context clues that we have been provided in this song, that somebody might be in danger. I don't know who. Maybe they're just getting like a vaccination. You know what? That's true. That is that is what this is about. We're repurposing this song yeah. in 2021. <laughs> and it is somebody's getting shot in their arm with the COVID vaccine. <laughs> I was thinking like a tetanus shot. <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe. Well, maybe. Or, or your, you know, just your Tdap in general. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I did. I, I was like need to do fourteen that. years overdue. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like two years out or something. Yeah, I, I, I was very, very long overdue. There, there's an alarm on my phone set today for me to remember to go and look up doctor phone numbers to make appointments because I don't have like my my PCP is like super far from me now. I haven't changed uh-huh. them since I moved. Even though I only moved like five miles, they're still a little bit, they were a little ways of a drive before anyway. But, uh, you know, there's like local places I can go to and I should be doing that. But, uh, yeah, today I'm getting numbers down so I can make calls tomorrow. Everybody, you, you know, go, you know what, everybody, everybody right now, you know, go, go check with, uh, you know, check your medical records and stuff. See if your stuff's up to date. That's important. Not necessarily just for you, but in case you're like, you know, in case you come across a baby and it's like, I'm small and fragile and stupid. I don't understand anything. <laughs> I have no way to check that stuff because the people who do have that information, uh, don't, we don't speak. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. Your doctor? I don't have a doctor. You can talk to like any doctor. <laughs> I, I, I have not seen a doctor in like 12 plus years. <laughs> Where did you get your Tdap? <laughs> Right aid. <laughs> you can get it through them too. <laughs> your your medical records are like they they exist. <laughs> they're not just like know. like they're not just like sitting in a file cabinet at your parents' house, like or at your one doctor's office. Like these exist elsewhere. <laughs> no one taught me how to adult properly. Uh, anyway, I'm not sure if if the riders were also taught taught to adult properly. No, They've been doing the well, same thing for forever. That's the riders. Just, just, just jacking, you know, riding, riding in black trucks. Yeah. Shaggy pulls out a little bit of like a triplet flow thing, which is kind of ahead of the game back in this time. Yeah, when did that really start being like a thing? I mean, like the big time for like the triplet flow was like your. Uh, "Quote unquote mumble rap stuff, SoundCloud rappers. That was like a big deal. <laughs> the SoundCloud rap. Yeah, I I remember like when that started to become a thing. And sometimes it can be done really well, and a lot of times it's not done well. Yeah. But when done well, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Uh, quote: If she sucks a mean dick, it means she sucks a lot of cock. <laughs> <laughs> Violent J. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Is that? Tell me. Is oh, please tell me that this one's on here. God damn it! The lyrics for this no, aren't on there, Genius. There aren't any until like <laughs> what, like track eleven or something. Like it's all missing lyrics through the rest. Like most of the rest no, of the album. The final song. The final. Oh, fucking it's up until song. last. Okay. Well, there you yeah. go. 
<laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> That's all I have to say about this track. Yeah. <laughs> she sucks me She sucks a lot of cock. <laughs> That's a bullet line, by the way, for anybody who's not familiar. That's what I said. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, this, this is a whatever song. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. No I, I I want better from the riders. And unfortunately, I think it's going to take a long time before I get there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Fuck it, let's move on. Track Halfway seven. point. My little riders. Coffee Shop, which is a Young Jock song that features Gorilla Zoe. Hmm. I f- like. I feel like I've heard it at some point before, but I don't know. I if I haven't heard I this track again, like this, this was like this sound that this track has was a thing mm-hmm. for some time. Like I've heard this sound before. <laughs> this vibe. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know if I've heard this one before. Um. And I'm I'm wondering like the the part that they have like in the background that sounds like you know like kids singing along. Yeah. I don't know if that was from the original song or not, or if they added that to this. I think it might be like because like like I said like this there was a time in rap where rappers well producers were just really into making beats with like a kid's piano like a toy piano and shit (laughs) just like putting in just all of that kind that that whole vibe and stuff you know what and having either pitched up vocals or actual children just doing whatever on the track i'm gonna check it out myself literally right now go for it because i'm because i'm actually very uh very curious let's see Yes, it is. There we go. It is. It is on the original one. So I think that's kind of cool that they took that thing because it was already in it and repurposed it and made it about essentially their kids being riders. Yeah. Well, not not their kids. <laughs> well, 
This is My Little Riders. Yeah, they're talking about like my. like my yeah yeah it's it's like adopting other people's kids into the Riders. Oh well, is what they're talking about. Little kid, I'm but twelve years old. Where the fuck you get all that go? I actually like. I also wouldn't want my kids listening to the Riders, but it's because I would hope they'd have more self-respect and would listen to better music. <laughs> I actually like, like this. This song's all right. It's fun. It's no, goofy. yeah, this one. This is probably like the lightest-hearted song that's on here. Um, <laughs> yes, if that makes any sense at all. But no, this is this is this one's not too bad. I, I didn't listen to it that much in the past. But this is this is an okay track. I, I don't mind it. This song is actually acknowledged on the Wikipedia for the song Coffee Shop. It has oh. a cover version. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's not a cover. It's just, just they just jacked this beat. The, the theme of this reminds me of a line from a classic Chuggo song where he says, kids buy my CDs. That's how I get cash. <laughs> Bitches see kids buy them. That's how I get ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that line is amazing. You know what? You'd probably... I don't know if you would love this song per se, but I think you'd love every single line of it. I will, you know... What we'll, is we'll, it? Uh, uh, we'll get to it after the after. We'll get to it You've after the episode. You've got to send me that. I will, yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> we, we, we might just do a listen in between episodes. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Track 8. Mashing. Riders. Mashing out. That's how we do. Sipping off this hip. That's right. The drum got it going out. What? Get in, bitch. Get the fuck up in this motherfucker. Hurry the fuck up, bitch. We mashing. Come on. When the mashing the cash, you know you don't. The motherfucking riders is back, bitch. You didn't know and you can't tell. By all the fucking people on the floor that vote foes about to explode and let it go. Oh, no. When the smoke clears, you see me mashing from the scene. Bumping pox, shut so many tears. We're switching gears and you can hear the tire skirt shift. Kid burning them up, going first to third. Hurt. Faces when I'm passing them by All your favorite places have been set on fire I'm on the fucking live wire With 22 inch tires Gang banging for hire till I retire Now who wanna fade me? Doing about 180 down the freeway In and out of lanes, mama can't save me, yo And neither can you unless you a rider Imagine like me too And in that case, I'll pass me to 51 And we gon' smoke till I fade this burn Ride a faker, no money maker Scared to pull the trigger Mash out like a dumb Somebody laying bloody dead in the street, beating shot. If fucking caught, try pulling me over. You'll be stretched out, stiff when a pine box holds ya. My slugs will scold ya and punish you deep. Pluck you in the forehead and put you to sleep. When I'm mashing, bet I'm fat, blunt ashing. Big black truck through the roadblock crash. When it's money making all in the mix, I'm mashing. mashing. My black trucks crawl in the bricks, I'm mashing. 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 To the west side. Mashing. When I'm every two off in your chest, I'm mashing. Alright, this one goes without saying. This is quite possibly the most popular beat on this entire record. This is Back That Ass Up by Juvenile and Manny Fresh. I believe that Lil Wayne is also in the song as well. Possibly. Um, this is 
again, this is quite possibly the biggest instrumental on here. Mm. This is the stereotypical song that's played uh, at the club and or weddings that even white folks will will jam out to. Yeah. Not this one, but the original <laughs> song. Um, fucking love this song. Um, one of my favorite lines is a young dirt line. When I'm mashing, got my foot on the pedal, and like some old Motley crew, I slang the he- heaviest metal. See, I noted that because that old Motley crew. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, dog. <laughs> Heaviest metal. <laughs> Not even in their time. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have been an appropriate band to say instead? You're I mean, Priest, Priest was around in that time. <laughs> Iron Maiden was doing their thing. Everybody else. <laughs> I mean... Judas Priest would have fit with the, the, the cadence that he was doing in there. It's true. It's true. So, damn it. Damn it, Dave. <laughs> anyway, that's a pretty good track. Yeah, it's it's a good one. And I like, um, I like uh, what they do towards the end. Um, oh, damn it. Lil Shank has the entire last verse by himself. Um, but that's at the part where there's like the the breakdown in the in the beat, mm-hmm. so his part like kind of builds up again. It's just it's 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 a well done track. Yeah, they didn't try and and do your stereotypical like oh we have six people there's room for you know two verses before each chorus or whatever let's do that. Like they did something pretty cool. Like the first verse I think had half the group. I think mm-hmm. there were three people in that first one. Um, but yeah, I think this is. A, this is a standout track on here, yeah. in my opinion. The term mashing, like... <laughs> I already know what you're talking about. Do you? You you mentioned it on the Discord. Okay. <laughs> Please explain. All, all I think is just Gale the Snail from Always Sunny. <laughs> just, I can't help it. <laughs> now, as somebody who, who does not watch Always Sunny, please please explain. So, uh, Gail the Snail is, uh, she's just really obnoxious and weird and shit. And, uh, at one point, uh, Frank, played by Danny DeVito, uh, is getting real fucking weird and just, (laughs) he figures he's getting up there and it's about time for him to go into his weird phase before he, like, dies in a ditch or whatever. (laughs) And so he decides to, to, to hook up with his niece, sort of. (laughs) And this is the one part where she's just giving him a hand job under the table. And he's like, "You're just mashing it." <laughs> I don't just hear that in my head every time. I just, I just hear Dane DeVito. Just, you're just mashing it. <laughs> it's great. Um, that's always sunny. track nine. Track nine, Night Riders. Three. 
had to do some looking on this one. This oh. track is Caprice Music by Tum Tum. Wikipedia doesn't know who the fuck Tum Tum is. Don't so know I did, either. Did a bit of searching. Found out that his album Eat or Get Eight <laughs> dropped on my birthday. Damn. On June 26th in 2007. So Woo. they grabbed... So this is, some, this is interesting to think about. Um, the Riders album came out in August of 2007. Um, yeah, I think it said August 20th. And and this when, and that song came out just as you turned what age? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I'm very curious as to when the track came out, like if this was something that was promoted before the actual album did or whatever. Um, otherwise, they grabbed this one really like late in when I presume they were finishing up this album. Yeah. Um, like, because it's less than two months away <laughs> from when they decided to do that. Although I'm sure if they really, really wanted to, they'd probably just immediately grab a song that was popular at the time and throw it on there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of notes on this one. I think that the beat is kind of cool. It's, it's a little bit ch more chill than a lot of the other stuff we've had. Yeah. But um, shout out to Sugar Slam, who sounds amazing on the hook. Okay, I was I was I was pretty sure that that was probably the thing, and it wasn't just like a holdover from the original. Yeah. Nope, that is definitely Sugar Slam. It's good. Sounds it's a good hook. Fucking great. The yeah. the ride is they they also ride at night, as it turns out. I'm pretty sure, like the majority of the time, they tend to ride at night. Uh, maybe. Uh, th this is I, actually I, a track where I noted that Shaggy's uh, experimenting with his flow doesn't go quite as well on it. Comes out just sounding awkward and stuff, and doesn't just doesn't mesh well with the track. But that's about it. Hmm. Night Riders. <laughs> It's Knight Rider. It's the theme from Knight Rider. It's been a while since I've since I've heard it. It's a good, really good theme. As as <laughs> as TV show themes go, that is that one's fucking up there. Uh, that that person who does like cello covers of things uh, did that once. It was pretty rad. Interesting. Anyway, track ten, bust back. Yo, I bust back out the back window of a black truck. Yeah. Send my automatic gun tatter, leave you fucked up. Back the truck up and put it in reverse. Hop out the passenger toe, it's time to put in work. Blood splattered on my t shirt, I'm putting holes in hands. Hot slugs piercing through the front of their chest. Dump a whole clear bleed up like a horrible mess. They picked the wrong day to lead it, trip it out wearing a vest. Get off me, I'm bullet, bitch, and I'm badass. Get the bodies out the trunk, throw them in the crab grass. Dead thugs accumulate when I bust back. Intentions, which is a Dr. Dre and Nocturnal 
song, <laughs> uh, which was from a soundtrack uh, for the 2001 movie The Wash, which stars Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Huh. I've never heard of this. Me either. And it's got, it's got a lot of fucking cameos. Well, yeah. There's, there's, there's Eminem on here. Exhibit. Ludacris. Shaquille O'Neal. I'm shocked what? that a movie that Dr. Dre starred in has a lot of cameos from everybody on the fucking planet that he's worked with. <laughs> Did he work with Shaq? Did he produce uh, he any of Shaq's I music? I suspect he probably has at some point. What? There's I don't no know. way. He, maybe he didn't. There's no way. That'd be cool. I I want to know. Was Shaq, <laughs> was Shaq, what, 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 uh, what label was Shaq's album released on? Um, was it Death Row? <laughs> Did he release was, it on Death Row? No, it was it was on Bitch Ass Jive Records. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm double checking some of these real quick. Mm -hmm. No, none of them. Okay. None of those produced by the, by Dr. Dre. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, what we learned from this track is that the rioters will return fire in self-defense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, nothing else uh, really, really to go about. It's a cool fucking beat, though. It is a cool um, beat. I, so I'm not entirely cool certain why. Uh, while Dr. Dre was producing this, he left a microphone next to like a drill that he had running for parts of it. It's very strange <laughs> that he has that in the sound. I didn't notice it until I was wearing headphones, and I was like, man, that's, that's a little annoying, but okay. Wait a minute. Is it is it like past the midway point? It's literally in the hook. Like, we heard it. Oh, was it? Like I said, I just heard it now because I have headphones. Oh, on. I didn't even notice. Yeah, let me let me, let me just re let me just rewind. Okay. Okay. No, I do kind of hear it. <laughs> Not even just like a regular. That's a dentist drill sound right there. You can, it sounds like really high frequency. <laughs> oh, I did notice. Uh, Shaq had an album in 2001 called Shaq o Shaquille O'Neal Presents His Super Friends, Volume 1, which is an unreleased album. So maybe it never officially came out. I mean, that's what that means. But Dr. Dre was on it. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't have anything cool else to beat. say about it. Not a bad one. Not a bad one for the riders to jack. But yeah, that's that's what we got. Yeah, yeah, I do like uh, that. That is like a thing. I like flutes and shit uh -huh. over a hard beat. Oh, it it, it can be done it's very good well. Stuff. I like. I like unconventional stuff like that. Yeah. I like. Um, and and I'm starting to hear some of it more recently. Um. A good acoustic guitar, yeah, yeah, with with a rap beat can sound really fucking cool. I mean, Nelly found that out. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, like, that that that, that good that good flute over a hard beat, it actually like gives me those vibes of like the like the kung fu funk thing, like, and I yep. love that. That sound is fucking great. Yeah, for real. 
But yeah. I'm totally done with that. Yeah, that's about it for, for Bus Back. Track 11, Sound the Alarm. Original beat was Freeze by Young Cash. Huh. It's interesting because it shows that that album, uh, Scared Money, Don't Make Money, released in 2008, so the single for this must have been out uh, quite a bit earlier. Jesus had a parable about that. What? The You know, the guy gives like his... like three servants some money or whatever and like two of them go off and they you know they do their investments or whatever and then whenever he comes back they they have more for him and stuff but one of them he's like i'm afraid to lose all this and he just buries it and whenever he comes back he just hands him the money he's like i didn't want to lose it he's like man even if you lost it i would like you at least you try to do something with it you fool hmm yeah very interesting. I don't remember where that's. I just remember that parable for some reason. Hmm. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. It's just. It's not one of the. I, well, I guess it was one of the hits for me because, like, I feel like I heard it several times, but maybe it wasn't like a hit in the greaters. It may have been a, like a local hit. As as much as that goes for parables. <laughs> Maybe it's a Lutheran thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I have nothing yeah. on this one. I, I wrote down. I guess, I guess when the riders are around, you must always have an alarm handy. Yeah. <laughs> when they're around, you sound the alarm. But when they're riding up on you, you duck the fuck down. Remember. Okay. So when they're when they're showing up, yeah, you you duck. Well, uh, I mean but they're once, showing but up. Once they, like, but once they are there, if they're just kind of like pulling into the parking lot, 
you want to sound they're the riding alarm. up on no, you. no 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 if they're like pulling into the no. parking maybe they're just parking to go in you know but if well, it, I guess it, that would be they're on the premises there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're on the premise, you sound the alarm. But if they're like, if they're okay. specifically coming down the aisle that you're in, uh huh, uh huh. I mean, like they might still just be trying to park, and it's just kind of a coincidence. But you want to duck yeah. the fuck down because they are, in fact, riding up on you intentionally or unintentionally. That that totally makes sense. Would would that constitute them as them? Um, uh, would they be mashing at that point? Um. I don't know what that means. I just need to know if, if it, somebody's it, getting shot. Call, call, <laughs> just... a, call a hand check. <laughs> and you can determine if they are or are not matching. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all I wrote in my notes was, I reckon these riders are some dangerous fellas. <laughs> that's it. <sighs> <sighs> Track twelve thirty money. track that was fresh in my mind oh. when this album dropped because the original song was Big Shit Poppin' by T.I. I do not know that one. Yeah, this was um, this was from his 2007 album T.I. vs. T.I.P. Um, this single itself was like a pretty big one, but the rest of the album didn't really like didn't really hit as high. Um, this was this was the album before the one that he made that blew the fuck up that had uh, the song Live Your Life, mm-hmm. the one with Rihanna on hey. it. Um, this song was, pro- uh, the, the instrumental was produced by Manny Fresh um, of Big Timers. 
And I didn't notice this, but I'm looking on the wiki and uh, the background. The single samples a guitar riff from the song Top Gun Anthem, the theme of the 1986 film Top Gun. Really? What? <laughs> I did not know that. Where? Then again, I've never I mean, seen Top pitched. Gun, so. Um, well, I mean, do you not know the that's anthem? That's pretty cool. I, I don't, actually. It's sick. Yeah. It's so goddamn good. Um. But yeah, so I knew, like, I actually had that T.I. album. I think I still do. Um, because I loved the song Big Shit Poppin'. And um, this was, again, one that was recently in my mind whenever this album came out. And I heard this track. I'm like, this is fucking great. <laughs> I'm wondering how much, like, I'm trying to think, like, how much they chopped up that line then. Because it doesn't, like, it sounds very slick. Like, it is all just one part. And, you know, it's a sensible melody. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it could be taken, and I'm, I am almost absolutely certain that it's pitched in some ways. They did some warping on it and all that stuff to make it fit and change it up. But, uh, no, that also explains why I like it so goddamn much, because that line is, <laughs> fuck, that guitar line is fucking sick, and it's very well articulated and shit. I was like, I, I was going to be like, who the fuck played that guitar line? Well, now I know. <laughs> there you go. Goddamn, Top Gun Anthem fucking rips. Do you, do you, do you know who, who fucking did it? It was... I don't remember the name who did that. Whenever you say uh, it, I'll be like, oh, that guy, yeah. Harold Faltermeyer wrote the music yeah. with Steve Stevens playing guitar on the recording. Yep. There it is. Oh, okay. I didn't know who that was. What? Uh, I didn't know who Steve Stevens was. Oh. Well, there now you do. <laughs> he, is, he is best known as Billy Idol's guitarist and songwriting collaborator. And for his lead guitar work on the theme to Top Gun. Uh -huh. <laughs> for which he won a Grammy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> well, if you're going to steal something, steal from the best. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was almost going to say, like, there are, uh, you know, there, there are two songs that Top Gun is known for. And then I was like, wait, three. And then I thought about it. Wait, four. There are four songs that Top Gun is <laughs> And you know what? Throw another one in there. Okay. Five. <laughs> uh, you know Danger Zone. You probably yeah. know, um, you, you've heard the song, uh, oh, geez, uh, Take My Breath Away. It's a classic. Oh, okay. I didn't, I forgot that was Top Gun. Playing with the boys. Playing, playing with the boys. That's also a good one. Um, they have yeah, Great good. Balls of Fire is in there. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, God damn, that, that, that soundtrack's fucking stacked, honestly. I've also never seen the movie, so yeah, but that's still, probably you know, one there, of the reasons why I wouldn't know. There was a lot of stuff from it that just fucking it, it be like a lot of those are big radio hits and stuff. You know, Danger right. Zone escaped just being a Top Gun song. Yeah, um, not just Kenny as far Loggins as the, being great. <laughs> yeah, as far as the actual uh, Riders song, this is basically just saying how uh, the Riders want their money; they don't care. Yeah. Uh, what condition it is in. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the bills could be, you know, on the ground and dirty. They could have blood splatter on them. Yeah. That is still currency to the riders. Yeah. I mean, it's. Could I use like a, a, like a bill that has blood on it? Yeah. That sounds like. Oh, I mean, like. Unsanitary. But then again, the concept of money in general. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> being there's, exchanged. There's really no money that isn't dirty when you think about it. Yeah. Boom. It's, 
worse. There was a thing that I had read once that said like 99% of all uh like paper money in the US uh has some residue of cocaine on it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Makes remember sense. where where I uh, where I'd seen that but it, it, it's it, it was a scary high percentage. <laughs> and you immediately opened your wallet just it's not like you just go, you like just sniff inhaled. it. And you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I really like the hook to this. Like, love the beat; it's good as hell. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, Madrox says, "More birds in the trunk than a pet shop." I'm like, yeah, there you go. This is this is a good track. I and for me, which has been consistent on this record, uh, Young Dirt standout fucking verse. I love it. I love this track. This is one this is one where I'm like if I had the chance to listen to this or the original song, I think I'd actually pick this one. And then we got uh also Sugar Slam on the hook again. Yeah, yeah. She's she's very good when used properly. Yeah. On 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 these songs. So very very minimal, but it works. All right. Well, <sighs> This is it. Track 13, Born to Ride. You know, when I was little, I used to look to my father and say, Hey, Daddy, how come the mother coconuts got fuzz on them and I don't? And he said to me, Son, one day you'll grow up and be fuzzy like the rest of them coconuts. And I said, Daddy, I don't necessarily want to be fuzzy. I want to ride like the motherfucking riders, motherfucker. On the day I was born, I got slapped on the ass. I pulled a 44 and chopped that fucking doctor in half. And I got a little ski mask when I turned 11. On my 12th birthday, I got that AK-47. Now heaven is a mystery to me, but I'm so far gone. I keep that licorice with me, your candy's mine, homes. My whole life, I've been bred for the game. Bag of dame, slang gang, and always ride with the thing. Coming up young, always knew I'd be a crook. Straight up off the apron streets, that white powder learned to cook. Was 11 years old when I saw my first slam. 13, after me, hustle right up into rehab. They let me out, teenager, gotta get paid. Bought my first pistol, killed my first man the same day. Was born to die before the twinkle in my daddy's eye. Kicked up out my mama's ass, young dirt was born to ride. On these deadly damn streets, I was born to ride. track for this was Nuck If You Buck by Crime Mob and Lil Scrappy. Oh, and I actually do remember that song. Totally forgot that that's what the instrumental was. Until just now. Can you believe... Uh, it's been a long time since I've heard that track, though, but... Can you believe that they were so close to just ending this on a good track, and they were like, but what if we didn't? <laughs> I said, why is this the last song? <laughs> like... All I wrote was I'm out, which is uh, has multiple meanings here. It means I am <laughs> out of energy and patience to continue doing this, which is good because it's the last song, but bad because I didn't really put any effort into the song. But it also means I'm out as in I am just no longer interested. <laughs> I am done. Goodbye. 
leave get out of my house i i sadly kind of agree um the the most standout part about this track is that we hear sweet daddy coconut i don't care about that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this track is just kind of like not that the instrumental is a bad one but it does not have the energy that i want on the last track no like and it's it's not like they bring anything to it either no if you would have switched this with dirty money like this would have been this would ended on a much cooler note yeah like it's not like um if you remember when we did check your shit in bitch the track the the final track was last ride which had like a solemn feel to it Hmm. and was a good closer like it made sense and it almost seemed like the riders were just going to be done after that obviously they weren't they decided to lie to us they're not sorry that they tricked us um but this is just not the track that I want this album to end on. No. Like when I, rem- I remember whenever I was doing my first uh, set of listens for this, um, this song ended and then it was back to the lineup. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? This is, it- it's a weird ending. Like, and I know that Ryder's albums are not structured like a typical, you know, ICP or, or, or Twisted album. Yeah. Where it seems like they all, like there's a reason why they, you know, sequence the songs that they do most of the time, not always. This is just a sucky way to end this fucking record. Yeah. You know, and this isn't necessarily a long writer's record. It's about 50 minutes. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's right at that threshold it's of being respectful it. of our time. It's pushing it. Writer's <laughs> al- albums do not get the normal time for being respectful. Like, that this has to be at least cut in half to be on the edge of what I consider respectful of my time for a Ryder's album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's especially because now it seems like again, these records aren't really I don't know if I want to say parroting or or, or whatever this style of music but the fact that they're doing it with a bit more emphasis on being uh serious about it yeah for some reason makes it a little bit more draining over time this is literally like if tech nine was to release a full 816 boys album the problem is, is I want a full 816 Boys album. And it would just be like this. But we'll never get an 816 Boys album anymore. <laughs> because Tech 9 is the only 816 Boy who is still on Strange Music. <laughs> I wanted an 816 Boys record. <laughs> There's like 10 songs. <laughs> it would have been great. But I mean, it's 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 literally that thing. And, and it's... It sprung up from the exact same thing as what this came like. It, it would be the exact same like impetus where it's just like, yeah, we tried a thing and it was like goofy and it was kind of just, just, you know, have fun with it. But then we were like, wow, it's actually really fun to do this. And then they continue doing it, um, mm-hmm. except it's not as fun from our side of it. So and it's like, yeah, it's fine. Have fun with making your stuff. But Mike, stop making me listen to these. <laughs> 
if it if it helps you, there's only three more that we'll ever cover. So many at this point. So many. Yeah. Well, the last one it takes a long fucking time to get there. <laughs> how many How many tracks are on each of those? How long uh, How long are these so, other Rida's albums? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Same as this one. Uh, and an EP of five tracks. Oh my god. But those came out at the exact same time. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Re-release had another run, so thirteen. I'm gonna go back in time and bomb psychopathic records. <laughs> can't be held liable for that because time travel doesn't exist (laughs) so that's duck the fuck down yeah there are a handful of really good songs on here yeah but unfortunately like we've been seeing and this is just my opinion and i'm sure partially shmeeves as well riders needs to lay off a bit uh, I know I recently listening to Aaron and Eric's episode on Check Your Shit and Bitch. Uh, I can't remember who it was said it, but they said that Rada's albums should be EPs. I would fully agree. Uh-huh. If these albums were half these tracks, I think that I would appreciate them far more, but they have to contain the songs that are really fucking good. I mean, it was um, also these... th- there was also a thing that Jiggles said where it's just like, if he's going to listen to Rada's, he just puts it on shuffle. It's like... Yeah, if these songs are just coming up in the middle of like a mix of other things, whatever. But listening to these as an album, fuck that. Fuck. I think that. he meant though. Oh I yeah, think he, he means listening to Riders in general yeah. on shuffle. But it's like what? A, yeah, I'll I'll agree with part of the premise of this, but I'll add a stipulation that it can't just be Riders because this is exhausting. Right. Yeah, it's it's just the fact that I mean, for thirteen songs, and. About a third of them are ones that I genuinely are like, yes, I would listen to this and not skip. Yeah. So if I had half of the tracks on here, that would be great. This, but man, it's it's fucking it's hard. Like I would I would take maybe seven songs on here if you include the lineup because the lineup is actually a cool intro, and yeah. I think that that works for it. Normally I'm, I don't give a fuck about intros, but I think I I actually like the ones that riders do. Um. Yeah. Yeah. This. Psychopathic Riders is, is not the thing that I am interested in doing this show for. It's not this this ain't this has nothing for me. Like I I'm just not interested. This this is not I just don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about the riders. They have nothing. They they don't they don't interest me in any way. Because there's nothing there's not a goddamn thing for me to talk about because there's no substance. they're not talking about anything. Yeah. Like <laughs> It's it's literally a side thing that they do because they decided they want to. Yeah. If they did Riders and released Dumpin' and that was it, it would have been a very cool, like, oh, yeah, remember that time that ICP released a fucking gangster rap album? Like, that was so random, but there were some cool tracks on there. Yeah, and then people would be like, man, I wish they'd do another one. And then somebody from a different timeline would suddenly jump in and be like, no, no, you really don't. <laughs> It would. It, I think it would have been cooler if these albums were spread out further. Yeah. You know, 
Because then what you could have done. Okay. The difference in, in time frame between the first Rise album and the second one was two years. Then another two years. Um, I'm sorry, then three uh, three years. Three years here. Four years for the next one. If you waited even longer, you could have just taken all the really cool instrumentals that were grabbed from each record that you released. You know, wait, I don't know, fucking six years in between Riders albums. And those really fucking cool ass instrumentals that you had on what would have been at that point three albums put all those on one yeah and then we'll be like oh shit you really took some time and you grabbed some shit over the last you know seven eight years and decided these were what you want to rap over not grab something that kind of sounds okay and we can probably do something for it yeah i don't know if they were particularly like trying to release them in a time whenever the tracks they were jacking were still topical or not maybe but it doesn't I mean, really looking at the ones that they have on here that I think the oldest track that they had was that um, Bad Intentions from 2001, so six years prior. Yeah. Um, when did when did number one Stunner come out? Uh, let me see if I can find that one. I feel like that's the only other one that might be uh, close to being older. Number one Stunner was 2000, so that would have been the oldest one. Yeah. So... Seven years yeah. is the longest that we had um, in a time frame. But a lot of this stuff seemed to be from uh, 06 and 07. Mm. But like, I don't know. If you grabbed this song, number one son of that was from 2000, you know, you look at what was on Check Your Shit In, Bitch, and there was stuff from, you know, 2001 on there. I don't know if... I don't think there was anything that was much later than that. One of those might have been in 2002. Um, those ones, I think, were probably like more topical for that album than this one. But this is all a bunch of just, you know, coulda, shoulda, wouldas yeah. that we can't do anything about. Yeah. Anyway, the point is dirty money mashing and... <laughs> maybe duck the oh, fuck that... down i guess okay i am also gonna go with dirty money i'm gonna go with mashin and i'm going with bandanas bandanas was the other one that i was considering yeah <laughs> and uh what are we removing everything else born to ride it's gone i i think that it's either born to ride or sound the alarm um, because to be completely honest, the alarm sound is very, very annoying. What? <laughs> um. So yeah, that's psychopathic riders. That is psychopathic riders. Duck the fuck down. Let us know what you guys think. Do you guys like the psychopathic riders? Do you think that no. they should have a new album come out no. with all two members who are currently on psychopathic? No. Oh, too soon. Um, you know, what are your favorite tracks that are on this? Let us know. Yeah. You know, wherever you let us know, like on the various social media platforms. 
Yeah, like maybe on a Facebook. Uh, you can find that, uh, Juggalo Judgment. Or maybe like on the, the bird site, a little Twitter there. The, 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 the tweet tweeter. Mm-hmm. That is at Juggalo Judgment. Maybe on the, the, the one that's like a camera or something. Uh, Inst- Instagram. Instagram is the Juggalo Judgment. Uh, but if you wanted to like put something in a nice little envelope and put it in a mailbox, but virtually. Oh. You do that with electronic mail. Ah, uh, yes, yes. This newfangled thing called email. Huh. That is juggalojudgment at gmail.com. Which you using the fancy little initializations of it. You know what? I gotta, I gotta get with the kids' lingo. Yeah. And if you, for some reason, for some reason, we're like, I really like listening to these people. And I would like to support them monetarily. And I have the ability to do so. Well, we have a, a route for you through which you can. It's our Patreon. Yes, you can feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. There are various tiers that offer some different little benefits at each level. Yeah. And you can find that at patreon.com slash judgment. And if you were to do that... At the $3 level, you could be one of these people that I'm about to name. What? You're going to name the people who have subscribed at the $3 tier minimum? Yes. And above, like $3 and up. We got some of these people. Go for it, We got the homie Andrew Crocker. Yeah. We got Andrew. Carl Zayas. Oh my God, it's Carl Zayas. We got Derek Miles. Derek Miles. Woo, 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 woo. We got Robbie Pankow. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, shit. That's, that's that Twisted History guy. Damn. And we got shit. Robert. We got Robert. That's, that's what it's I a wonder, juggalo. I wonder, I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that is a juggalo. And if so, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you, thank you guys very much uh, for 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 giving us some money and help. Yes, we we we, we now that. we now make enough to cover the costs of running the show. <laughs> yes, which is literally the primary reason why we wanted to do this. Because uh, as as has been said, I don't know if it's directly been said on here, but Shmeev has uh, graciously paid for the server uh, for Podbean since the get go. And uh, so I would like him to be compensated <laughs> for the last couple of years. Uh, and uh, and then that is primarily what this is doing. But if you decide that you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, um, just know that this potentially offers us more opportunities to do other stuff with this channel. The podcast is always going to be free no matter what. Yeah. Um, but this allows us the opportunity to potentially do more cool stuff in the future. And once we decide to figure out what those are, uh, we will let you guys know. We have at least one. We have one yes. goal that I would love to reach, uh, w- at which point we will buy a, uh, a 3D audio microphone, and uh, I will do an ASMR reading of Behind the Paint. Mike will do a reading of whatever kind he feels of Behind the Paint. <laughs> <laughs> if someone gives us $10,000 a month, we will paint up like ICP, and we will perform the Great Malenko in its entirety. $10,000 a month. <laughs> $10,000 a month. I don't think I need $10,000 a month to do that. I could do that for less uh, because $10,000 a month is a whole lot of fucking money. 
That's a whole lot, a lot of money. It's, 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 it's a goal that will never be reached. It's just going to tease everybody. <laughs> I could probably do that for 1K a month. If that was our regular income. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. And maybe you can help us get there. <laughs> But that's it. That's what we got. Is, I had to get hyped a it? little bit for, uh, for for that section, but uh, now now that we're done, I can I can go back down. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Uh, yeah, that that is about it. There's nothing nothing else left to do at all. I don't think so. Except end the episode. Finish your Fago. I will finish my motherfucking Fago, and you, fine listener, you do the same. Which means you finish your shitty Mountain Dew. Peace. Peace out. Mash it. Mash it. Mash it.